Welcome to the Homer and the Hater podcast. I'm your host as always, the Hater. Joining me as always, the Homer, Woody. What's up? Not much, man. Feeling like uh, Clay Thompson game six here. <laughs> might uh, might go for a nice easy layup and, and blow the ACL slash throat out, but we're going for it. Our, uh, I feel like our openings are much better when we're able to do two in one day. It's true. It's, we're real smooth now. Oh, yeah. Um, we are going to continue uh, on the Homer and the Hater podcast with our... Uh, divisional breakdowns of the NFL, and before that, we're going to get into a little Women's World Cup and a little NBA. Uh, what do you already started off by talking about, Clay? Let's dive right into the NBA. Recapping finals wise, real quick, just the what I thought I'd be more excited about this. I'm not. It's just kind of like it just ended. It's just kind of like a last man standing. Uh, really wish I would have taken Toronto plus 900 when they're down. Uh, there's 2-2 against Milwaukee, uh, but I backed out of that. But I don't know. I think uh, this is kind of once LeBron was out of the playoffs, I kind of felt like this was going to happen. And it felt a little maybe 0-4-ish. The, was that the Lakers and Pistons when the Pistons won? And not great, but what I'm really worried about is next year. Like the, the following year, we got, in my opinion, the worst NBA Finals of all time. Uh, I would say for for me the biggest takeaway from the finals is like the off season. The, uh, this off season is gonna, is gonna be crazy. Um, I'm I'm happy for Toronto. Yeah, congratulations. Happy, happy for Drake. Yeah, good for him. Just great, great fan. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he he earned a brand, uh, the team ambassador. I think is what he's called. But yeah, uh, yeah. I so. The Durant injury was like, in the moment, seemed like it was going to have a huge impact on free agency. Mm-hmm. And then when he like sat down to think about it, probably not. He still would either stay in Golden State or more than likely another team would offer him the max, likely the Knicks or something. Yep. Yep. But now Golden State is sitting with two possible free agents uh, who will play very limited if at all next year um and you either like if you're if you're golden state what do you do i mean you gotta re-sign clay because his injury is not that people come back from acls he's never been a guy that's needed like elite athleticism so you're fine there uh the kd thing's the more interesting thing because like you don't get his money back like the whole reason he signed was because Steph was on a great deal. Clay was on a great deal. Draymond was on a great deal. And we just had cap space. Um, you don't have that anymore now with Steph making, I think, like 40. He's either like 38 or 40 million next year. You just don't have it. So I would try to just bring them all back and see what happens. I, and then see where we're at in April. Almost get like a uh, – could have a possibility of like almost like a tank year. I think even with Curry, Draymond – Oh man, Bo- Boogie or Boogie's, Boogie's gone. gone. Yeah, he's gone. I was gonna say because he had, <coughs> he had a rough finals. <laughs> he was also playing like on a way too back early torn quad. So like, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut him some slack a little bit there. The uh, the double goaltend was tough. Yeah, decision making wasn't excellent, but he's never been a guy really known for for that. But I honestly thought he did really well for kind of given what he was. He didn't really get to play the playoffs with them. Never really understood that. So he's coming back and like. A weird role of like, there's three and a half guys on this team that are better than me. Uh, 
probably the first time he's ever felt that in his life. But I I think what realistically is going to happen, and KD is a little bit more of a 50-50 now, but I think KD is going to be in New York, either Brooklyn or the Knicks, and then you just run it back with the 2015 version of the team. I uh, the So this week, uh, yesterday actually, bombshell. Anthony Davis is moving. He's going to L.A. True. Yesterday. Last night. I texted you last night. The Pelicans got a haul for this guy. Yes. The Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram, who is currently hurt. Or no, he has a weird... He has like heart murmur he, or he something. He has like a blood clot in his blood arm clot. or something. So, he, But he's supposed to be cleared by training camp. Uh, Josh Hart. Yep. And two first-round picks? Three. Three first-round picks. The fourth overall pick this year, which is drafted already next Thursday. We're four days away. Um, and then two, which are, we don't really know what it is. Some pick swap maybe, and then some unprotectedness or something like that. The way I, like, I see no way LA wins this trade. Really? Looking five years from now, I I don't think they're going to be much significantly better. Now now you have two guys. Mm -hmm. Throwing Kuzma as your third. Unless you're bringing in... Better people than they brought in last offseason, which was kind of head-scratching. I just don't think that gets you over the hump against, like, who's in... I've talked about this team before. Who's better day one next year? This Lakers team with fill-in-the-blanks on how they're going to, you know, assemble their roster. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the Portland Trailblazers, if if, uh, assuming McCollum is, is on the team. Which he, he should be. I've, they've talked about shopping him a little bit, but you know you have Lillard, McCollum, uh, Nursik back. Not Nursik. Nursik? Nurse. Nurkic. Nick Nurse is the coach. Yes. Nurkic. Joseph, Joseph Nurkic is yeah. the yeah Yusuf or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just think that team is is so much better from like a basketball standpoint, a continuity, or, <coughs> or like the Nuggets. The Lakers are now the favorite to win the title, and that, that That's ridiculous. I, I agree. That part's ridiculous. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think the Pelicans <laughs> next year will probably be a better team than the Lakers. Ooh, I don't. I think the Pelicans are weirdly looking at a spot where you could be a 45-win team, which I don't know if that gets you the 8 or 7 seed or if that's you know, outside looking in. Um, depending on how they use this fourth overall pick, um, I texted back last night thinking you should try to either trade to two or convince R.J. Barrett to tell Memphis and the Knicks that he's not coming there and and pair him back up with Zion. But this team has a lot of young guys that have... But, they, but they're unproven. That's the biggest part here, where it's like they've never made the playoffs. Like, we, we don't really know what they are. Every one of them has been hurt at some point. So um, and, and we're assuming that, like... So... Now this team is sitting with a ton of young talent, two draft picks in the top five, and money. They have money, correct? Because uh, Lonzo's on a rookie deal? Kind of. They have like, what were they saying? Something like the Hart's 15. on a rookie deal? Sure. Is but it they Ingram's like, on a rookie deal? Yeah. Uh, like 15 to 18 million. So you, like with that. Get one decent player or two like okay players? You can get Boogie Cousins. I don't think. Boogie I think is looking for a max. You hope, and do you want Boogie that, Cousins on that, that team? That, <laughs> like, that market might be a little dry right now. Yeah. There's talk he might just re-sign with Golden State for a year, but there's thinking he's not going to. Um, Boogie might be a guy that 
shows up in LA. Oh my God, Dad, this te- this team, I'm I'm so worried about. <laughs> I like let's finish off New Orleans though. I think New Orleans' best plan is you want to develop young guys. So I don't know if you necessarily want to bring in a bunch of like free agents that could take over. It sounds t- like they're pretty sold on Drew Holiday. Is Tyson Chandler still in the NBA? Weirdly, yes. Slap him on that. Yeah, I, it, it could be a bunch of veterans like that, but you don't want to like necessarily waste the cap space either. Uh, to me, what makes a lot of sense is going out and signing like Tobias Harris. Great, for, like, eighteen million if yeah. you can. I think Tobias is probably looking for a max though, and he might get one or slightly below. Uh, or about we're entering season of like everybody's linked to the Lakers at this point, but or maybe I would try to move Drew Holiday and like for like a like a true like like a stud and like maybe one of your future picks and yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if what the, what they're going to go with, whether you bring in like older late twenties, early thirties veterans that could still play, or you go after some younger guys and try to build this core up. But the core is going to be Zion, Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart's a nice piece, but I, you hope he plays, but I don't think you need to start Josh Hart ever. It's going to be a wild off season, but yeah. I, I think the, Thing, the key thing for me that both of these teams are now going to have to combat, whether it be the developing Pelicans or the like scrambled eggs that is the Los Angeles Lakers right now, is while the league is wide open, the teams you're contending with are teams who are now not only good, but they are a cohesive unit that's been doing it for a long time. Portland, Denver, Utah. Um, we'll see what happens with Houston. It seems like they might try to reset yeah. things there. But <coughs> there are a lot of really good teams that are built really well and really deep that it's going to be tough to just like flip the switch and be the top contender in that league next year. I think though like at the same time too, I think back to like LeBron's time in Cleveland the second round or second go around. I thought we thought a lot of those teams also were kind of set up like this. And until Grant he did get hurt this year and it literally happened this year. But until LeBron proves he can't do it, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? There's a lot of times, Cleveland was the fourth seed two years ago when they got to the finals and got swept. They shouldn't have been in the finals, but like that's kind of the point of you have teams that just haven't done it and haven't won. Yeah, they've had some success in the playoffs, gotten to a second round, gotten to a conference finals if you're Portland, but I, I just think that there's something about having now a top five player for sure in Anthony Davis, one healthy, we're going to have to watch the minutes, Plus LeBron, who's just done it, who's again at that age of Jordan's second three-peat. So we've seen it happen before. So the, the obviously the two things I'm most excited about for these teams next year is things I've talked about on this pod before. I, you mentioned until we can't until we see him not do it. I'm I'm sort of leaning more towards last season. We saw the beginning of the end. For LeBron, yep. Um, it's it, his level. The the thing more so than like the athleticism is like his level is his lack rather of like interest. It seemed like he didn't care, and you could argue he's taking a year off. Mm-hmm. I think he might have like I th- just think his mind's in different places. Whether that's like L.A. things, uh, things with his son, mm-hmm. um, like all his different ventures. I just think he might be more in that lane than in the lane that it takes to win an NBA championship. Sure. And then on the flip side, 
I think, I, again, I think we might st- still be underestimating Zion. <laughs> uh, maybe. Like, when, Le- when LeBron came into the league, the league changed pretty much overnight. We, we could be about to see that happen. Sure. I, I think the thing with Zion, though, that kind of, like, maybe cools, cools it a little with him is, I try to think of, like, greatest rookie seasons of all time. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever come in and just, like, completely taken over. Could he average twenty and ten this year? Sure, but like, is it going to be like a good twenty and ten, or is it going to be like a twenty and ten on like, well, Kevin Love averaged twenty and ten. Like, were you super impressed with that? Like, Marcus Aldridge twenty and ten type stuff. <clears throat> and and the games in which he's averaging thirty are against like the Suns. Yeah, where it's like, or yeah, they play like the Magic, and it's like, eh, cool. He scored thirty seven points and had like fourteen boards. Yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm excited. Uh, the NBA next year is going to be the most interesting it's been in a long time. We're probably going into like a three-week stretch here where it's going to be like, yeah, all-time high for NBA. Yeah, and people had been getting a little sick of the Warriors and... Yeah, and, and LeBron's in a weirdly like thing where it's like, he kind of took this year off, so people kind of like weren't really talking about him much this year, and now it's like he has a chance of like him, Anthony Davis... We're talking guys like Kyrie might be coming, or Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris seems to fit. Kawhi Leonard's a long shot, but maybe. Uh, or do you like work out a trade where it's like a, a Brad Beal comes over, or weirdly like, a, I don't know how Kevin Love would fit it necessarily, but um, a Kevin Walker in free agency type deal. We're, we're in a weird spot here where it's like we could see overnight like a new super team in, in the Lakers. And and we, now we know LeBron's going to remain in L.A. Yeah. I think before this deal was done, I thought there was a chance that he's looking at the scope of his career. Mm-hmm. He sees maybe five good ones left. I'm like, why would I rebuild with a team for yeah. two or three more years? Yeah. And instead they flipped the switch, got the deal done, and yeah, it's going to be a wild ride. I think so, yeah. Uh, let's transition to the other wild ride. Uh, we got Women's World Cup on, Woody. I like it. Um have you been watching any games? I've watched probably more than the average person. Ooh, little VAR going on. Um, I'm being destroyed on these games, though. Apparently, <laughs> I know nothing about women's soccer. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite thing about watching these games is um, everything seems to be incredibly wide open. Mm-hmm. Like, for a guy who just likes goals and, like, fun stuff happening, they really move the, the ball, like... With incredible th- these balls down the the side of the field, yeah, it seems like every other play is like a long ball to the corner, and then they they play it out from there. It's, it's super interesting. I'm it's, the the heading ability isn't great. True, not a lot of like, but you know, I don't. I, sometimes the heading stuff is like and try to work that kind of stuff is a little overrated. Unless you're uh, Olivia Giroud, ooh, penalty award. Not the U.S. All right, yeah. going to the. Going to take it. But I I think it's one of those deals, too, where it's like, because the World Cup's relatively a new thing for, for women's soccer. Uh, I think this is like the seventh tournament only. Um, but I feel like it's kind of caught up to the men's game now, where it looks like, it, it just kind of looks like soccer when you're mm-hmm. watching it, which is one of those things, like, if you look back, go back and watch some of that stuff from, like, late 90s, early 2000s, you're like, ah, there's, like, two teams here that are just going to kick the shit out of everybody and then... Everybody else not. Granted, the U.S. did just win thirteen nothing, but Th- that, Thailand is 
first time very, very bad. Yes. But, um, yeah. But yeah. But again, like there's times where it's like clearly looked like there is players out there that were that should have been out there. I keep getting a weird draft that's not from the direction of the fan, Uh-oh. and it's kind of freaking me out. Kind of getting some ghost vibes. Possibly ghosts like, are back. Real, real strong draft from like this direction. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Do you have yeah. a a favorite? I mean, it's tough to not pick the U.S., but if we're going non-U.S., uh, give me France, even though they don't score their own goal on themselves the other day. I <laughs> that was one of the funnier <coughs> ones. Just, just tap it in. Um, missed it? Brutal. Wow. She hit the post. Wow. What a rookie move. Big time. Um, yeah, let's take a look. No. no. Just, just straight miss. Airball. Um yeah, I uh, I'm I'm with you. Obviously, like the U.S. is good, but in looking back, the, this tournament tends to not be super predictable. Like the true, um, we tend not to see back to back champions. I don't know if we ever have the the women U.S. women a very similar team um, struggled very hard and uh, two years ago in the Olympics. Yep. Um, so I do not think they're a, a shoe in the win. Interesting. I think that now is the ultimate time to fade them off that 13-0 yeah. victory. Yeah, now yeah. they're walking Chile away a little bit here. But yeah, I'm I'm actually I think I might go France. France it, it's in France too. Right? I I think that's part of it. Although I feel like I don't know if there's ever been a host country to win it. Well the US won it in like ninety nine, but that was like the second time they've ever done it or whatever. But the I don't know. It, I, it's I don't, weird. I don't like Germany's game right now. No. England looked very bad against... Uh, it's weird how, like, England as a whole, like, men's and women's national teams, like, it's like the same thing. You you just feel like, hey, these, these guys grow up, uh, guys and gals just grow up just doing this, this is all they do. And then they get to the big stage, and they're like, but yet you're, like, so bad at it. Like, what? Are, you're not the best in the world, but, like, clearly... It's like if for some reason, like, the U.S., like, men's basketball team was, like, the sixth best country in basketball. Even though, like, we practically created the sport and are, like, all we do is basketball. It's it's, it's like if that one awkward stretch in men's basketball But we were still third. Constant. <laughs> yeah. And that was one time, right, since, like, we could use professionals in 92. I think we've not won the Olympics once. And it was 4 like every other time we've won Olympic gold, it'd be like flip that of we've won Olympic gold once, and every other time we like don't even get to a medal game. It's very it, strange. Uh, yeah, I put me down for France. I'll put you down for USA. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wanted to pick Japan, but it's I don't think it's gonna happen. It's a lot more entertaining than I, I remember, though. It's true. What do you I, South Korea, yesterday? South Korea men's uh, under yeah. twenty I ended up World losing Cup. in the championship, yeah, but you got yeah, there. Maybe uh, maybe next next go around. You know, I, that tournament's super weird because like uh, it's just eighteen and nineteen year olds, and I feel like every country's eighteen and nineteen year olds are either playing like professional like big time soccer or like crazy good athletes. And for the U.S., like our eighteen and nineteen year olds that are on that team are like, eh, these guys are just gonna eventually play in the MLS. We're like Ghana, you know, like seven of these guys are gonna be playing in like Italy, Spain, and England soon, and then you have like. Weird countries, too, that do fine. And it's like Angola sends a team, and it's like, whoa. Oh, yeah, they got like four kids that are about to go to the Premier League next year. But not yet. Mm-hmm. It's like the U.S. is sending out their best of the best. It's like, eh, since we were playing high school soccer for two weeks last year. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm kind of optimistic about U.S. soccer. Men's and women's. I, I, the, the women's team is obviously fantastic, but yeah. I, I think the men's is gonna become scrappier. And I, and actually, like as I was thinking back on it, the men's team. <coughs> the, I feel like the men's team is known as not being good, but I think they are good. Like we're they're, consistently ranked in the top like twenty five. They're not great, but right? I mean we generally qualify, and then we tend to play pretty well when we're there. I like to think of us as like, if we were like to think of like college football and like world soccer, the same thing, right? Yeah. We're like a, we're like a Michigan. Ooh. We should be really good. Like if you look at resources and like population size and like access to like technology, everything like that, like we should be like top five all the time. But we always have like two or three losses every year. We can never beat our rivals, which I don't know if U.S. soccer has, Mexico. Like we always just lose Ohio State more recently than past but like and we're always kind of like hanging in the top 25 but you'll get flashes where it's like we'll bump into the top 10 and be like uh oh what's going on here do we have a do we have a team and it's always we're always talking about like guys that we're gonna have next year like right now it's michigan it's like the mccaffrey quarterback guys like well he's been on the scene for like three years he's gonna be great it's next but they still have other guys like holding this spot down i i i see us more as like michigan seems a little high to me i i get more of a like utah vibe Ooh, Where it's like okay. always consistently like finishing the year twenty to thirty. Yeah. Um, they go when they play like Arizona State. They they beat them. <laughs> they they handle their business. But yeah. it's like yeah, of course. Like when they play Bama, it's it's not going to be very fun. Which I think the last two times they played Bama, they beat Bama. Utah. Yeah. Oh. I was, I was like, or the men's national team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last two times Utah football has played the men's national team. Um, okay, let's uh, let's transition over. Okay. Um, that was NBA. That was Women's World Cup. A little bit of men's world, men's soccer. Little mix it. Just a little taste. Little Michigan, Utah. Yeah. And then uh, this is the AFC West. Let's do it. Where do you want to start, Wood? Let's go to. Let's start with Oakland in the last year, or what we like to call Jokeland. All right, you ready for additions? Let's do it. Mike Glennon, Isaiah Crowell, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, uh, Ryan Grant. That is on the off- offensive side of the ball. Uh, defensively, they added Brandon Marshall from Denver, linebacker, mm-hmm. Vontas Burfick from Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, and I'll, I'll stop right there with okay. the. Um, they also added uh, Josh uh, Josh Jacobs in the draft. Yep. Uh, Clellan Farrell in the draft. Yep. And Jonathan Abram in the draft. Yep. Um, and they lose a relatively small amount of guys. Uh, AJ McCarron, backup quarterback. Uh, they lose Marshawn Lynch, uh, and then they lose Jordy Nelson. And on the defensive side of the ball, they lose Bruce Irvin. Uh, I don't. I think I'm going to be less um, optimistic on the Raiders than you. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've I've gotten the sense that people do like this team this year. True. Um, I do not. Ooh, straight doesn't like them. Okay. I do not. Okay. Um, and it starts with the top of the house. N- I never much care for this team's like ownership or general direction. Okay. Um, I do not much trust Gruden as a coach anymore. Interesting. I obviously okay. like nod to the things he's accomplished in the past. I don't don't quite know if he's like right for the modern game here. And then I don't 
like the direction their quarterback's headed. And so you can like shuffle the deck around the GM coach and quarterback, but if those three aren't uh, like good building blocks, I don't, I just don't know how, how good this team's going to be. I love this team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, hard knocks team too, because you announced this week. Uh, so everyone's just getting, which if there was ever a team that was like built for hard knocks, it's the, it's this team, right? It, there's no question. Yeah. It's, it's a great hard knocks team. It, it's, it's I, I don't want to put my expectations for hard knocks this year too high. Where like last year the Browns, I feel like I did that, and then we had to like worry about like the that Baker Mayfield actually is a little bit more boring than than we thought, and uh, Miles Garrett can't carry a TV show. But <laughs> I the I I'm struggling with the wins part because I look at the team. I don't know what, what Richie Incognito is gonna do other than just be like a great. Hard Knocks character. I, I I crossed him off my. I I keep hearing news about like things he's doing, and I'm constantly like, why do I get like a bottom banner ESPN update on Richie Incognito? <laughs> it it's, yeah, it's that's very fair. The, like, didn't he run for office? Did he? I think he, he tried was, to do something right. And he he tried, got arrested. Yeah, like a bar fight or yeah, something. And then Just, like got in like an argument at like a gym working out. Like yeah, he. Uh, and now he's back playing football. It's an amazing like. I don't know what kind of story it is, but the offensive line, I think, could be like really good this year. I okay. The biggest question mark is obviously Incognito. Remove him out of it. We still have Colton Miller, first round pick, was more like a second or third round pick last year that reached for him, but year under the belt now could be. You figure he can at least be a serviceable starter. You sign Trent Brown away from New England. Big money. You overpaid, but you get a guy that protected Tom Brady for, what, uh, a Super Bowl run? So he's done it. Okay. Gabe Jackson, still a solid guard. Roddy Hudson, still a really solid center. Uh, Derek Carr, who I think you're not on. I'm off. You're off on Derek Carr. I'm back. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He, to me. Feels good to be back, baby. We're back. I think MVP candidate. I think like top five fantasy quarterback this year MVP candidate. Are my are my brains like leaking out of my ears? Because I'm like <laughs> I, I think we're, this might be the team that we might be the farthest apart from. So is this like Kansas City last year? Like we don't know what to expect. The quarterback could be good. We you know Andy Reid's been there, done that. Like but you know I'm, I I want to see it first. Do you think that's kind of like the Raiders have subtly just arrived? I think it's. Falcons Super Bowl run, ask. I don't know if like, because now we know that like obviously, we had no idea what Pat Mahomes was. We kind of Derek Carr has been here before. He's gotten close, and other than the broken leg, might have won the MVP that year. Uh, but I think this is a very like realistic, like high thirties, low forties touchdown Derek Carr year. Okay. <clears throat> um, these takes are. These they're, are these are takey. They, yeah, they're very takey. Uh, Tony Brown has something to prove. Um, I'm super high on Tony Brown this year. I think you don't you don't trade for him, give him the contract, to then not throw him the ball. Okay. So I think I don't know if it's biggest year ever. He's had some pretty good years, but I think he's going to be there for like a fifteen hundred yard, fifteen touchdown, hundred catch year. 
Would, will you own him in multiple fantasy leagues? I'm going to try. I, that's where I'm a little worried with the draft stuff with, with this, where who are the receivers you're taking over Antonio Brown fantasy this year? Uh, Adams. Uh, let me... Is Adams your number one? He's up there. I think okay. he's currently consensus number one on like ESPN. Is he really? Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Odell would be up there. New system, though. Yeah. New um, team. Hopkins is up there. Sure. But, I mean, Brown would probably be two or three. Okay. Yeah. Off on Julio. AJ Green down. Yeah. AJ, yeah. Some yeah. guy throwing him the ball is not is less than stellar. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd probably be right up there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But, I, it, okay. are you, but are you going, like, first round for this guy? I'd go late first. Okay. Yeah. If, I'm, if I know I'm a swing around, he might be my new new part of the, the Randy Moss Tory Holt days. I don't I'm know. Not, who, oh, I, I miss those. It, no one misses those more than me, but he might be more my Tory Holt, though. Okay. All right. I Okay. Give me your number. <coughs> I want to I want to start there and, and we'll see where we're at. I'm going to put him at 12. <laughs> I, I think the Chargers are going to be down. Okay. I think the Chiefs are going to be down a little bit, but it's still decent. But and I got I got no confidence in Denver. Okay. In a little bit with the you know rest in peace Pat, Pat Bolton, but I I just think it's not like a good mix. You're going to get a couple like out of the gates, kind of a early what's this one's for Pat kind of type deal. But I I, I think that that second half of the year. There's just too much stuff going off the field, unfortunately for them, where it's like, I just don't see it. So, I have a 12. Eight wins. Eight. Yes. <laughs> I, I, this year, I'm fading the Raiders. Yeah, no, it's... Um, let's see. Let's... We'll, we'll, the Raiders may come back up okay. at some point okay. here, but let's let's keep on... Let's, let's find a team we can agree on. Um, let's go to Denver. Okay. Uh, additions. Joe Flacco. Uh, offensive lineman Jawan James, um, Kareem Jackson on defense, defensive back, uh, and then in the draft they went uh, tight end Noah Fant, uh, offensive lineman Dalton Reisner, and quarterback of the future Drew Lock. Uh, deletions they lost Billy Turner, offensive lineman, um, Brandon Marshall, uh, linebacker. Ooh, in the division, jeez. Yeah. Um, Bradley Roby, uh, D back. So again, more heavy on the addition side uh, for the Raiders. Not quite the complete um, overhaul that the the Raiders had, but interesting situation at quarterback. I don't know who I'd rather go into the season with, Joe Flacco or um, Drew Locke. My guess would be that you'd prefer Locke. Uh, for a one year Flacco, but at some point. Like, I think this team's going to be bad enough where at some point you're going to have to start to lock to, to get him some experience. So The defense shouldn't be horrible. It's a new defense, though. Is it going to work for Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb? Von Miller, I think, yes. Although he is like 30 now, or 31. That, that, that was quick. Yeah, right? He, so he was a senior when he got drafted? He was a redshirt junior, oh. I'll say. Okay. Uh, drafted in 2011, though. Jeez. Drafted eight years ago. Who was in his draft class? 
Cam Cam Newton, him. Oh, yeah, because he went like... Pat Peterson. Seven, right? Two. Oh, did he? Yes, him. It was Cam, him. Oh, uh, the linebacker went... Khalil Mack went like seven. Yeah, Khalil Mack was 2013 or 2014, though. Oh, who am I thinking? Because that draft was pretty deep. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Darius... Marcel Darius, and that was the a ton of quarterbacks for no reason, like Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Christian Ponder. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there a running back in that draft class? I don't think so. Uh, that was the Julio Jones, A.J. Green draft. Who? Yeah. Um, okay. Their offense is okay. Their running back is probably going to be the un, undrafted. Phil Lindsay? Yeah. Their wide receivers now are Emmanuel Sanders. They lose Demar- was Demarius Thomas not on my deletions? Did no, because he got him? traded last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't bring him back. Uh, they had Giovar lads up. Yep. They had, they had a rookie wide receiver that actually had a two. pretty decent year. Cortland Sutton and then Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Sutton had a de- a solid year for a rookie, I'd say. I think Hamilton technically had a better year. Really? Yeah, but like it was one of those deals of like he was getting more passes because like he's the third guy, and Sutton had to figure some stuff out. But they're higher on Sutton. But yeah, both are decent. Um, this for me is a tough team, take wise, because they, in some ways, they should be better. Like the, I think that quarterback room actually is better this year. Um, Flacco's obviously like lost a little bit of what made him a very rich man, mm-hmm. uh, mostly timing. Um, <laughs> but I think he like he has at least another year or two in him. To play at a top level. I, I, yeah, right team around him. I don't think this is the right team around him, but yeah. I'd almost say his weapons like are better n- now, even just with Manuel Sanders, essentially, and whatever you may be able to get out of Sutton um, and Noah Fant than anything he had in Baltimore the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, like Baltimore. I think it's like the exact same. I'd, I'd, I'd argue just slightly better. I'm, I'm not going to go crazy. <coughs> like, I'm, now... Joe Flacco is going to be unleashed with these new weapons, but I, I do think it's like at the very least not a downgrade. Um, so I think they'll be able to move the ball, and I think their defense is like should be not half bad. I wonder what their defense ranked. It last shouldn't year. be. Um, so they, were, they had to be on the field a lot, I think, last year though. So their offensive yards per game last year they were nineteenth, and defense they, they were ranked twenty second. Yeah. If we go through the like what I think. Builds defenses, right? They did get Draymond Jones. I don't think he's a nose tackle, though. That's what they have most here. But building up the middle, which 3-4 are a little tougher. I like Gotsis. I like Derek Wolf on the outside. Shelby Harris, unproven, inside. Inside backer. Uh, we're fans of Josie Jewell. Love Josie Jewell. And someone named Todd Davis is your other inside backer. With no one really of note behind them. And then your safeties, someone named William Parks and Justin Simmons. I think this defense is going to be a lot worse than we think. Uh, this is a rebuild. This is maybe a rebuild where you have to ask yourself the question, and maybe this is a question for Vaughn, who got you a Super Bowl title, of, hey, do you want to be a Bronco for life? But it's going to be like a Terrell Suggs type deal, where like you're just kind of going to get forgotten about but everyone's going to fear your name, and you're just going to get double teams left and right. Or I li- you want? I, li- I like that comp. I could see that. It's like yeah, you'll you, be here. You look back, here. and you're like, 
Oh yeah, one he won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best all time in his position. Yep, has all the numbers you need. But like in at the end of the year, like recently, you weren't having a lot of like Terrell Suggs conversations on Sunday Night Football. No, it was more like I don't know because like you you were you're scared of him historically, but like. Game plan wise, it's like he's lost probably a full step, <laughs> like not even a half step. We don't know if he like he likes to play with his hand in the ground now half the time, <clears throat> but like he's we're, still smart. We're guy. downgrading him in a full step, yeah, now. not a half step loss. He's lost a full step, but not saying that he's. But like that's where it's trending. Or do you say, hey, we can get two firsts for you, like uh, off of off of the uh, Mac deal last year, they'd get a king's ransom. I think so. Now, Mac was 26, but you had to pay him. Von Miller's already in his contract, and it's 30 or 31. I think you could get easily a first and a third. You might be able, but like if you could get someone to say a first, a third, and like a next year third, you, I still think you got to sit there and say, hey, we'll turn it down, and we don't necessarily, we'll save the picks. But just so you know, like we don't have a ton to like do anything with here. It's interesting because two, three years ago, if you're listing, like, going forward, the GMs you want to have in football, mm-hmm. Elway would have been really high. Yeah. Coming off the, the Manning deal, the Super Bowl run, yeah, pretty much immediately after taking the position, to now where the Broncos are at in terms of their direction, um, it's kind of like if... If you, like the, if you look at these two franchises, the Broncos and the 49ers, like... Three years ago, yeah. they were in completely opposite directions. And now there's so much reason to be optimistic for the 49ers. And the more we talk about Denver, the less optimistic I am. I'm going I'm going five or six wins. Um give me give me five. 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 I'll, oh, I'll go five as well. I'm at five or four though. Okay. I'll, get, I'll okay. get flack with the benefit of the doubt. That makes me feel better because I was about to change mine to six. Just because oh. it's like Joe Flacco, at the end of the day, like look at the guy's record. Like the guy wins foot. Like the yeah. Baltimore Ravens had a great, like if you talk about GMs, like Ozzie Newsome, fantastic. And yeah, that defense yeah. has been great. And Flacco hasn't had to do a lot of work. But at the same time, like there's something to be said about what it takes to win football games and Flacco at least like knows how to do it. So I wonder what the Fla- the Ravens worst record ever was with Flacco. They had, I think they had one bad year. Did they? Right. Cause then they drafted like a linebacker pretty high. Okay. Yeah. But let's move on. Cause I'm already bored of <coughs> talking about the Broncos. Uh, let's go over to uh, the most interesting team in the division, the Kansas city chiefs. Ooh. Uh, One uh, well-executed fourth quarter in overtime from a coaching perspective away from a Super Bowl. Sure. Um, still scratch my head on scoring with two minutes left and giving Tom Brady the ball back. Yeah. Um, still can't quite understand the, the logic there. But that being said, a lot of people are very optimistic about this Chiefs team. And in the offseason, uh, they added Carlos Hyde on offense, mm-hmm. uh, Frank Clark on defense, uh, from Seattle, uh, Tyrone Matthew, uh, D-back, another D-back, Brashad Breland. Um, 
I'll let you kind of call out if you see anyone else you like. Uh, Alex Okafor from the the Giants. You said Frank Clark. Yep. Uh, was Raglan an ad this year or last year? I don't have him as an okay. ad this year. Got Tyron Matthew. Uh, Fuller was last year. Uh, draft pick wise, no one of real like note. Like, well, they so they traded their first round pick for Frank Clark. Yes, uh, they. He's kind of the big offseason addition. Yep. He is now replacing uh, Justin Houston and D Ford. Yep. Um, they also lose Eric Berry, who. Is he still a free agent? He might be. He, he, guy, he, clearly, he had lost a step. Yeah. Um, I was glad that he was able to come back and play for the Chiefs after what he went through, but not adding yep. a ton on defense. They, they lose uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously. Yep. Um, they lose Spencer Ware. Um, and they also lose, uh, with an asterisk, Tyreek Hill. And so now this team comes back off and number one overall uh, rated offense, which is a, a good sign. They always say that you, you offense can be more predicted year to year. Defense can really change really quickly. Mm-hmm. So they're looking to upgrade the number 31 overall defense uh, and maintain some of that uh Electricity on offense. They might be tough without Tyreek Hill, their biggest playmaker. Um, but they do have Pat Mahomes. Yep. They do have uh, Travis Kelsey. I always get him and Ertz confused. Um, they do have Travis Kelsey. They do have... Uh, did they bring back that receiver you love? Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins. He's there. He's here. He's making like $16 million this year. Sammy's there. What, what else do they have on offense? <clears throat> Drafted Miko Hardman, uh, second round pick. After finding out, just a speedster guy out of Georgia, find out Hill is gone. Uh, otherwise, they're just kind of running it back. I mean, who, who is their running back again? Is it going to be Carlos Hyde? Him and Damian Williams. Williams did well, but then it was kind of one of those things of like, hey, this after Kareem Hunt went left, this might just be a plug and play thing. Uh, we'll take our chances. It. It's going to be a, a high Damian Williams kind of backfield. Uh, this this team is probably, of, of the division for me, the toughest team to pin down. I think I'm probably going to be lower than you. Maybe. Ooh, I don't know. Where were they at last year? 13-3 or 14-2? I think it might have been 14-2, unless they so. lost one late. They were flying pretty high. Right, because then like the Chargers were like 13-3 or 12-4 or something like that, too. Um... Andy Reid is always good during the regular season. I think they're going to put together a pretty decent year record-wise. I don't. I think there's a little regression from last year. They were able to really use that offense to cover up a lot of holes, and you know we we see it all the time. Like after your breakout year as a quarterback, it's not quite as sweet the next couple of years. I'm worried about yeah it. Especially because this is like is essentially going to be the sophomore season for uh, Mahomes. I'm worried about like we've seen it with Cam Watson. Um, like it, yeah. it's a long list of guys who I think Tyreek Hill losing him is big because he kind of opens up everything else for Kelsey for them to be able to have Watkins, Demarcus Robinson as your like next two receivers uh, buys you time in a lot of different places. Your your offense totally changes without him. Um, I I got the Chiefs at. I think they're going to struggle. I think this defense is a new concept. 
Frank Clark's better than D Ford. I think they're the same guy. I didn't really know about either of them until this offseason. No. I like how they're built up the middle. I think their linebacker depth is actually underrated with Darren Lee, David Wilson, one of us, former Gopher, and then Jeremiah Atachu. <laughs> I, I always get his name wrong. I'm Georgia Tech, I believe, uh, from a couple years ago. Put him at 10. I'm between 9 and 10. I think I'll go 10 for them. I'm between 11 and 12. <coughs> so I, I, I am surprised. I'm going to go 11 for the Chiefs. 11. Okay. Um, let's move down to the final team. Chargers. The San Diego slash LA Chargers. I will say, in general, like this division is not a bad division. No. The Broncos are going to struggle. Yep. Uh, I see the Raiders struggling more than most, but I, I, they're not going to be a walkover, certainly. They're sure. not like a joke of a team. Um, but a lot of new pieces there. Chiefs are very good. I think the class of this division this year might be the Chargers. Really? Uh, on offense, they add Tyrod Taylor back at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, they add Thomas Davis from Carolina. Uh, offseason losses... Uh, they lo- they or uh, I'll go to sorry <laughs> the way this is laid out is a little uh, in the draft they add Jerry Tillery um, from Notre Dame I believe mm-hmm. uh, Nazir Adderley um, Trey Pipkins um, it's fine draft uh, they lose on offense Tyrell Williams uh, Antonio Gates um, Jason Verrett uh, and that's that's really it mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I'm not really seeing a lot of big names on on the defensive side of the ball. This team brings back a pretty good offense. Um, You have Phillip Rivers kind of entering the twilight of his career, but showing that, you know, maybe a little more healthy and a little more mobile than Eli. Um, Maybe a few less playoff games under his belt that... uh, have helped him age a little better. Yeah, I don't know because I think Eli's only made the playoffs like five times, and he just made runs yeah. every time. Yeah, um, he's like, he's like Mark Sanchez. If Mark Sanchez had just like finished the job, you know, like here he uh, was. I mean, they thought about benching him in 08, and then they just won the Super Bowl or 07 or whatever. So Philip comes back, and you have Melvin Gordon. You have uh, Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. All, the, all these guys should come in healthy. It, yep. They never stay that way. Yeah. Um, you have Mike Williams, yep. basically. Uh, essentially, like, so fully healthy, basically like a top five guy, f- top five draft pick who now should be able to start being that. Yeah, exactly. I forget where he actually did end up going because he got hurt before the draft, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, I think he went like, I want to say seven. Does that sound right? I want to say teens. Mike Williams? Yeah. Ooh. I'm not sure. But uh, you get Hunter Henry back. I believe he was out all of last year. Yep. Um, Came back at the end for the playoffs, really. He did? Yeah. Um, and then this this defense, which is actually like pretty solid. You, um, Mike they, Williams went seventh. Nice. Nice one, Woody. Yeah, nice. This offensive line is getting better. They add Tillery in the draft. Um, defensive line? I was gonna say they they have the two pass rushers I've referenced quite a bit yep. the guys you really like, um, they're they're pretty solid. Do they still have um, Casey Hayward? They do. I like him. Um, 
Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the Chargers? What? I'm down on them. This feels a little 2010 Vikings to me. Okay. Of great year before, got there, grant for them, they only got to the AFC division game against the Patriots, got smoked. Uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> I, I worry that they're just bringing everyone back, but like they lost some guys. The corners aren't the same, which is what I really thought made this team was you had safeties that played well or good good to like above average to good, but then you had corners that were good there too. Your inside backer situation was was okay too with Perriman, although I think there's some we're starting to see now like, hey, there might be some things with this is why you don't start a five ten middle linebacker and leave him on an island. Uh Tillery's good. I do like the pick up there. Their defensive line is really solid up front. Uh, with Ingram, Bosa, Mebane, Tillery, how'd you go? And then you have a couple guys back behind him. I just they had what twelve or thirteen wins last year. I think they'll still be in the ballpark like, this year, but I, I just worry that like they're they're kind of gonna get figured out. The Chargers are constantly the, the hype on the Chargers never quite. Is reflected in yeah. the actual play on the field. Correct. Um, I feel like we've seen this exact team, Chargers wise, even keeping it right within the last six years, probably five five times, and half those times they went like nine and seven or eight and eight. They <laughs> like we're two injuries away from this team being like a seven win team. I mean, they add Tillery, um, but you you can add as many guys as you want for mm-hmm. this team. You you need to add like a doctor who knows what he's doing or like a trainer because <laughs> it seems like that is really what bites them every single year and like rivers is still rivers though there's a reason he's never been to a super bowl like, is it because is it he throws the ball like between his legs <laughs> <laughs> throws it with like just like his elbow like attached to his rib cage and just whips it and i i just think there's decision making like parts there where it's just like you kind of are who you are at this point um and we might be past the point where you kind of are who you are He's in a lot of ways, for me. He's like um, a more talented um, Jay Cutler. I would say he, he's not more talented than Jay Cutler. He just happened to like whole game, not just arm talent. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I would agree. Jay Cutler. I think probably has the better arm of those two. Yeah, but both super fiery. Um, but there, it seems there seems to be like an upper limit to like. What they can do for a team, yeah, and it's it's pretty high, but it's it's annoyingly high if you're a Chargers fan. Yeah, I point out for ten. I think this team regresses, but not crazy regresses. But if we lose a couple offensive linemen, uh, if Melvin Gordon goes down, if you lose Ingram or Bosa, Ingram's now thirty. Like they signed Thomas Davis, Jesus. Uh, that's a good signing. If he if he's healthy, he's, he doesn't shatter his arm again. Yeah, which he played through, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I feel like, I like Thomas fan. Davis is Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley have never played a full <laughs> sixteen games together in their what like six year history at in Carolina. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm gonna go eleven. Interesting. We got a lot of wins in this division. We do. I think this is a pretty good division. We have you have thirty seven wins in that in the division. 
I think that's really high. I have 35. So I have three extra wins coming out of this division. You have five. My math might be up. We'll, we'll have to check. It would be really interesting when we get to the last two divisions in this and be like, this uh, team has to be this because there's no more wins. Two uh, wins for the Lions. <laughs> I guess um, the Vikings are winning zero games. Oh, right, cool. oh my. my Thanks. My bag's empty. I got nothing left to farm. Um, okay, so to recap, Woody, you have the Raiders winning the division with yes. 12 wins. Uh, you have the Chiefs and Chargers both uh, making good cases for a, a wild card spot at 10 wins apiece. Yep. And you have the Broncos at five wins. So Matt, uh, I uh, somewhat similarly, I have the Chiefs and Chargers both fighting uh, to either win the division or grab a wild card at 11 wins. I have the Raiders at 500. Uh, with eight wins, and then I have the Broncos at five as well. Any other thoughts on the AFC West before we wrap this week's pod? I kind of just doubled down. I, the math seems super high on my side. Like three <laughs> double-digit wins. Who do, do you want to knock some off before we wrap? I'm going to hold it for this week. Well, we might have to come back at, near the end, like I said, and, and relook at it. But I think there's a team in here that's going to shock us in the other way. I think for you. It's the Raiders. But I think out of Kansas City and the Chargers, I think we could see a team that's kind of one of those of like, uh-oh, what happened? And I lean the Chiefs on that. Of Andy Reid doesn't have a lot of bad seasons. I know, which is why it's so tough. But like, I always look at that team and like what they're trying to do and stuff. And I get like, they could be 8-8. Eight and eight. The, the scenario I'm thinking that like, how the NFL works is... There's going to be an injury that tweaks this quite a bit, and mm-hmm. Rivers doesn't get hurt. I don't think it would matter if Carr got hurt. Flack away already have a five wins. Yeah, I think there's a good chance Mahomes picks up a knock for a few weeks, and you know, yeah, they're just not the same team. Okay? He's a mobile guy. He runs. He gets yeah. hit. He, I can also see the Chargers going like six and ten, <laughs> and just like just mailing it. I don't know. All, All right, right. Any, any tweaks before we wrap? No, we're, to, we're okay. locking in. We're here. All right, here. that is locked in, and that has been. Another episode of the Homer and the Hater Podcast. Goodbye.